Podcast Freaks and Business Suits, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get to the jobs they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon. And today my guest is Laura Powers, who's a celebrity psychic. I'm so excited to find out more (laughs) about your job and everything. So I'm going to get right back to you in just a moment. And uh, overall, our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X, Millennials, and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. So every show, we explore a topic related to business or job searching, and then we get shows like today where we get to talk about some dream careers, because I think you have a dream career. And of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaches. We focus on the practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. So check out our ridiculously long website, which is personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com, or you know, you can just Google it. So hi, Laura. Hi, lovely to be here. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, let's just kind of dive right into things. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself and like how you become a professional psychic and uh, maybe a touch on what you were doing before you got into this. Yeah, so ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed things that other people didn't. So I was very much like the kid in The Sixth Sense, if you've ever seen that movie, mm-hmm. Haley Joel Osment's character, you know, who interacts with Bruce Willis, where I sometimes saw ghosts that looked so solid, they looked like live people to me. In fact, mm-hmm. sometimes I couldn't tell that they weren't alive, <laughs> right. which was challenging, I'll be honest. And I pretty quickly as a child figured out that other people didn't see everything that I did. I could just tell it because they just weren't reacting to things. So I asked my mom when I was young, and I think I was probably about seven if she saw things and I knew based on her response that she just didn't know what I was talking about it. So I was like, okay, pretty just safe not to talk about this. So I just, I literally just didn't bring it up. And and when it came up was when I just couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that someone was a, a ghost. And I would do things like call the cops on a ghost. And it was, you know, thinking that it was an intruder and it was just a ghost in the house, you know, things like that. It was awkward, very uncomfortable for me. I thought I was crazy or at least suspected that I was. So I kept it to myself and, you know, I was also very creative as a child and just tried to ignore everything um, that I was seeing or sensing that I didn't perceive other people to notice. So as I got older, my abilities got stronger. And I think this happens when people have like a life path or purpose that involves something like basically they can't ignore it. Some people can kind of block it out and like have no issues, but I couldn't. And I tried, but it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And then I had a pretty significant experience when I was in college and a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about. And so that was important because I realized, okay, I'm not crazy because I never told him. So he can't see like a hallucination of mine. So this must be real, at least on a level. And so that was that once comforting, but also a little terrifying. And I did, the only thing I knew how to do at the time was to to really just 
consciously try to block it out. And I was fairly effective at that in the sense that I did stop seeing and sensing things, at least to the level that I had. But the problem was it was still all interacting with me. And so fast forward many years, and I was in a bad place in my life at that point. I was still creative, but I had gone into government and politics. My master's was in poli sci and was living a very kind of analytical, structured, non-intuitive life. <laughs> and yeah. This came Definitely to head for me. not on the life purpose oh, there. No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And it all came to head for me during the recession. So I've been working in government, politics, higher ed, and my job was eliminated and I couldn't find work and my marriage fell apart and the economy was terrible. And I also was physically unwell at that point in my life as well. I was uh, overweight, borderline obese. I had all these health issues. I was on sleeping pills, you know, just a mess basically. Mm -hmm. And I went to a psychic just trying to figure out my life, you know, cause it was a mess. And of course, without me telling her, she said, you know, when you shut out your abilities, you shut out your intuition and you really need to open back up. And so that all made sense to me. And I set the intention to open back up psychically. And it was like the floodgates opened, you know, I started perceiving things I had blocked out for years, but I also had an angelic visitation experience. And suddenly it was like, oh, I'm going to be okay. Cause I was feeling very alone mm. in that time. And I, from that point forward, started taking classes uh, and really just to manage my life, you know, just to try to fix the train wreck that was my life at that particular time. And as I started taking the classes, people started to say, wow, you're really good at this because I would do practice readings in the classes and people started asking me to do it and it just kind of developed. And then as I tapped more and more into my abilities, it became clear to me that I was really being guided um, by my sort of spirit team to do this as my work, which was so out of the box, again, from this government poli sci kind of mm. background that it was kind of like I was getting a sex change or something in terms of like right. my perception of myself, you know, that sort mm. of coming out of the spiritual closet was so intense. And, but nevertheless, that's, you know, what I was guided to do. And, and then when I didn't fight it, things went much better. So I'm really passionate about helping teach people access their own intuition, helping people connect, you know, get that guidance for themselves because it's not just if you want to be a psychic like me, but it's literally about how do you get to have a better life, you know, because you can then navigate and when you can tap into your intuition or have someone else look at these things for you, you just basically save your, your save yourself a lot of pain and struggle and also open up to the really positive things in life that it has to offer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I kind of relate some to the things I do as a career coach, you know, because I want to help people get these jobs that they really love. I mean, I'm kind of intuitive. I got a few psychic abilities. I'm not going to do the reading or auras and help them figure out that way because I'm not that good. <laughs> but, um, I think it's so important to find help people do work that they really love. And especially if it's tying into those life purpose. Um, Absolutely. So you already kind of talked about this, but, you know, when you knew offering your gifts and guidance to others, you know, really fulfilled your life purpose. Is that, do you feel you're still on that path now? I do. And I think, I think it's kind of expanded in a way. Once I figured out how to tap in for myself and understand those things, I, I feel that it's also not just to explain and teach, but it's also to model some of these things. Like we are expansive creators. We can have so much, so, so many of the limitations that we feel that we have are created by our own beliefs and patterns and mm -hmm. behaviors as well. But I heard this the other day and I just felt it really resonated that 
our beliefs are just agreements we have with reality, meaning like, yep, I agree. That's the way that it is. And you can change your agreement. Like you don't have to agree. <laughs> you that's can change. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want people to know, like, you can have your dream, whatever that is. And you can, you can manifest like crazy wild things. Like, you know, I manifested being on Will Ferrell's podcast. Like, you know, that's amazing. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. super fun. I've manifested traveling all over the world and incredible clients and, you know, wonderful friendships and, you know, whatever you feel that your life has to be, does it really? I mean, so much of that is our own sort of expectation and then the choices that we make that lead to that, but we can, we can create almost anything that we want really. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this too, in addition to all the intuitive work, you've done a great job with marketing. You know, your website is beautiful. You've gotten a lot of attention from the press, mainstream media. You mentioned Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy podcast. So yeah, how did you get to be such a trusted expert guest for some of these outlets? Well, I do think that I have leveraged what I have gotten well. I mean, when you go on my website, you can see, okay, I've been on all these things and, and that it is important for people to recognize the importance of that. That said, a lot of what I've achieved has been through intuition. (laughs) So (laughs) even being recognized as an expert, as you put it, that all started by listening to my intuitive urges. So my first media that I got as a psychic, which was my business, my new business at the time, I got the intuitive message to do readings at a local coffee shop. And I'll be honest, I didn't want to do it. Like I didn't want to do it in public. I was still just out of the the psychic closet, so to speak. And it was was a little nervous and not really quite comfortable with it, but I just kept getting the message over and over again. Finally, it was like, okay, I got to just do this thing. And I put up a, a flyer in the window of the coffee shop and the coffee shop was owned by a friend of mine. So she had said, yeah, sure. No problem. You can do that. And the day, first day that I was scheduled to do it, the managing editor of the local newspaper called and asked if he could write a story about me. Oh, wow. So he, he came in, I gave him a reading. He watched me doing a reading for a friend, which by the way, was someone that I called and was like, hey, can you come in? The newspaper's <laughs> going to cover, can I read for you? And she was like, sure. <laughs> you, you know, so set it, yeah, I set it all up. And and then two days later, I was in the regional newspaper. For those who are locals, it was the, the Boulder County and all the regional papers that they have in Lafayette, you know, Louisville, Longmont, et cetera. And that was huge for me. And once you get media, it's so much easier to get other media, right? So now I had this story about me doing my work, explaining what I did, a color photo in there. And, you know, so it's about, you know, using what you have. Yes. Putting it out there, looking professional. Like you said, it's really clear when you go to my website, I have a reel showing all my television appearances, et cetera, but it's also to do the steps and and really listen to your intuition. Cause there's a lot of people trying to get media and they're doing all the things and they don't have media. And I didn't do any of the things you're kind of supposed to do for media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I just manifested it, but I also was listening. So I think we all have the ability to do that. And then, yeah, whatever you have, make sure that it's clear. You know, when I got invited to the Will Ferrell podcast, I asked the producer about our process. She found me online. And then she said, I spent several hours on your website. Wow. So before they reached out to me, they they did their homework. They're like, I want to make sure that I'm not going to choke, you know, when I get in the room and, and, you know, it wasn't just Will Ferrell. There was a team of like, I think five or six people, you know, in that whole process. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, put it together professionally, you know, manifest, use your intuition, take your steps, and then really leverage everything in terms of your marketing and your web presence. 
yeah, I, I love the way you put that. It's like, no matter how big or small what you're doing, treat it real. Oh, yeah. 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 You can... I've, I know people who are like, they'll go walk in and they're like, oh, this is going to be my test interview. I don't really care about this job. And then they don't treat it seriously and they're halfway through the interview and it's like, this was this amazing company. I didn't realize it, but because they were like faking it or just phoning it in, so to speak, they miss out on what would have been their right opportunity because they weren't treating it like it was real. Yeah, and I think it's funny. So I had the background of political science, but my undergrads in theater. And then after I got out of politics and had started my psychic business, I actually was making my living for as an actress for a while. And then I started to make more money as a psychic. So I, <laughs> I stopped having acting as, as one of my main things. But there's a book that I really recommend, whether you're in the industry or not, uh, for acting. It's called, um, oh, actually, what is it called? But it's by Jenna Fisher, and it's something about acting. At any rate, she talks in there, and I think this is, holds true for any industry, is about how you're basically, it's like a lifetime audition. Mm. Like, when you mm -hmm. go in, it's not necessarily just about that role, just like it's not necessarily about that job. You're making impressions the whole time with people. Mm. And it may be that that job or that gig, you don't get that one, but they now know about you. And maybe something else will come up later that they're like, oh, that person would be great for that role. So it's really important for you to consider it as like your body of work, your your contacts, you know, what you're showing people and, and take it seriously. And yeah, in terms of media, I think booking media is, is such a powerful tool to get forward in life with whatever it is that you want to do. I mean, if I can do this as a psychic, you can do this with whatever area. Uh, but yeah, even if you're just on a podcast, you can get that recording. You can create a reel, you can create a one sheet, you can pitch yourself. Like, you know, you, you can start wherever you are and build up from there. Right. Right. So what do you think has been the biggest driving factor in your business success? Probably just listening to and honoring that intuition. Cause a lot of times I get guided to do things that don't make sense logically or on paper, but there is something going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware about. Just like that example of the coffee shop is a perfect situation that exemplifies that because it wasn't really about doing readings at the coffee shop. It was about the story in the paper. Right. And right. what, as soon as that story was there, my phone started ringing. Literally, I have clients that, have, that I had for years that found me from that article. So I think it's learning about your intuition and also moving through the fear, whatever that is for you. I mean, mm -hmm. it, that's going to manifest as different things for different people. But I think the more that we confront our fears and move through them, there's just rewards on the other side for us in life. So whether that's doing stand-up comedy, I know that's something that's, I mean, that what kind of fear does that bring up in a lot of people? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, whatever yeah. it is that you're like, ah, there's probably something good for you on the other side when you can move through it. Right, right. And sometimes like the, the fear is just like, the imposter syndrome thing, right? Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Who am I to X, Y, Z, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think in time that gets easier, but it's always there to degree, you know, even mm -hmm. you talk to someone like Meryl Streep as like, I don't know how many Academy Awards and she still struggles sometimes with these kinds of things. Like, so just to know that it's human and forgive yourself for it. And just to keep reminding yourself of your accomplishments and, and one phrase that helps me when I have struggled with that is there's a, a phrase that I learned during my psychic training. It says, when you get nervous, focus on service. Ooh, I and like it kind of just pulls you out of that ego space and be like, oh, wait, what am I trying to accomplish here? And a lot of times that's very helpful in the moment. 
Yeah, that's so, awesome. I love that. So what was it again? You got to say it now. Oh, oh yeah. So when I was, especially early on as a psychic and I, I was still learning to trust myself and it was like, I would get it, you know, it was hard to just be like, oh my God, is this real? Or what am I doing? Or whatever those, that all that mind talk. And it would be like, just focus on this other person. Like, what am I trying to help them with? You know? And then it just pulls you out of that kind of ego drama. Mm-hmm. And again, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I kind of consider you a, a serial entrepreneur. You got a lot of things going on. You have um, six podcasts, right? Eight mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about and, to release my eighth book. Yeah, and a lot of other things. So how do you stay on top of it all? That is a ton of stuff. Yeah, so I think it's really important to get support and not to try to do everything yourself. A lot of people that I think really struggle with feeling like stressed out, not enough time in the day, they're trying to do too much themselves. You know, I do a lot, but I have a spiritual team. I have a huge team of (laughs) spiritual support that I'm constantly calling on. And then I have a, a physical team. You know, I have a team of five that are helping me with various aspects of my podcasts and my work. And when I was in more struggle was when I was like one woman show, like I'm the podcast editor, I'm the podcast host, I'm doing readings, I'm updating my website, I'm doing my newsletter, you know, (laughs) all the things. Now it's like, I have that, I have a housekeeper, you know, the more people that help you, the more you're able to do. And usually the more peace you have in terms of your stress level. So I think it's really important and wherever you are in that process. So maybe it it is hiring a coach or maybe it is hiring a a virtual assistant. And when I started with a virtual assistant, it was just like five hours a week, you know, start wherever you are. You don't have to like hire someone full-time right away, but get support, get guidance spiritually and materially. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really key to success. Yeah. And it's also kind of like recognizing when to let go of things and, uh, stuff like that like uh there's a famous story about jeff bezos when they were first doing amazon in his garage and all they were doing was books and they had it all set up on the floor so they like had stacks of books all over their floor and so he says to his partner he goes you know what if we start making more sales we can buy knee pads and his friend goes why don't we buy tables? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because you can get so that awesome. you can get that tunnel vision. It's like, oh my God, I've been doing this barely scraping by, kind of making it work like right now. But sometimes you gotta blow the lid off and, and think differently. Yeah, and I'm a huge advocate of hiring a coach, taking courses, you know. So what you do, what I do, just find whatever it is that you're you're needing to learn or you need support with. So I teach podcasting, I teach psychic development, I do readings. Uh, I, I know you do a lot of, of various things for people. Find that support because, you know, we don't often have those realizations on our own. And also connecting with someone who's modeled it or who knows how to do these things is so helpful with getting us to see the possibility the options and not just going to that limitation of like, oh yeah, I could just need the knee pads. Like that'll be awesome. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so I saw you're also working on two other books, right? Oh, I always have multiple books in process. I have, um, <laughs> so sorry. And part of it, I, I should share that as a writer, a lot of what I write is channeled. 
So it's, I do write very quickly from the average person. So for me, the writing of the book is the fast part. And most of the, the effort of the book is in the packaging, the editing, the formatting, the marketing. So the launch, all that, it's so much work to do all that. And so what I'll do, like, cause I like writing. And so I'll be like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, it's going to take so much, you know, time and energy to, <laughs> to oh, and, and probably what I, I need to relate. do. I'm at the point where I probably need to hire someone to help me with getting like some of that stuff off my plate. Um, But yeah, you know, and I think everyone has a book in them. I really feel that way. And even if you don't consider yourself a writer, it's such a powerful thing to create a book. You can hire a ghostwriter. You don't even have to, you know, write it yourself. A good ghostwriter will really be able to capture your essence and your knowledge and, and create that for you. But I think it's really a wonderful thing. And I, and I also think that it's helped me with being in the place where I am in my business because it helps put you above when people perceive, you know, there's still this perception of like your book, write a book about it. You're an expert. So yeah, I think it, it's helpful. And then, yeah, again, get the team. Don't do it. Definitely hire an editor. You need an editor <laughs> if you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit my the last book that I put out, it took me, about a year of development because I was like completely redoing my program and I definitely had an editor on there and it made a huge difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, multiple minds are better than one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what's the favorite part of your work? Oh my gosh. I think it's hard to choose just one. I love being creative, whatever that means. I just love to create and and teach. So for a lot of me, a lot of the the work that I do involves teaching and sharing. And then I get so much joy in seeing the transformation that happens with people. So whether it's helping people to launch a podcast or change their life in, you know, bigger ways, shift their business, um, communicate with, you know, someone who's crossed over. I, I just love seeing that expansion, the shift, you know, the emotional changes that happen. It's, it's very rewarding, you know, to, to see that happen. And, and I've had a lot of my clients for multiple years. So when I see, you know, where they are from where we started to where they are, it's, it's just an amazing thing to witness and to be a part of. Right. And you're doing some things with animals too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've always been very connected with animals. Like I'd be the person where you know, walk into someone's house and the cat's like rubbing up against me. And then the, the humans are like, oh my God, that cat hates people. Like what are you, know, <laughs> you know, like, again, I it's like, that yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind of thing was very, very common for me. And then as I got to be a psychic, what started happening, you know, people are very close with their animals. And so I, my human clients started to ask me things about their live pets, or maybe their pet passed away and they wanted to connect in with their cat or dog and see how that that animal was doing. And and so it started by request basically from my clients. And then the more I did it, the more I was like, oh, it's, I totally can do this. I just never kind of thought to do it. So one of my books that's basically written and needs to be edited and packaged is about my work with animals. So that'll be coming out at some point. But yeah, it's incredible. And I, I really do feel that animals are people too, in a way that they're just in a different form, but they have souls, they have life paths, they have thoughts and feelings. And I, I love sharing that. And, and there's often so much wisdom that comes from connecting and communicating with animals. So it's definitely a type of reading that I really enjoy to do. Right. I have no doubt that that animals have souls. I'm kind of those one of those people that rocks have souls. Yeah. <laughs> I connect to rocks really well. You know, it's just so many of these things, plants too, it's just a different form of consciousness, a different Mm -hmm. vibration. But I feel the same way about plants. I'm like trees are 
oftentimes have so much wisdom, you know? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. and I believe, I agree about, you know, crystals, crystals are fascinating. They're, you know, you might call them rocks or whatever, but they absolutely have consciousness. And the fascinating thing with crystals is they will sometimes choose where they want to go. Like suddenly they'll disappear or they'll like show up for someone. It's fascinating. Yeah. Kind of disappointed we had to do this by Zoom because my sniffles, we didn't get to be in my office. You would have seen all my lovely crystal and rock friends. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, all right. So this is kind of a weird question. But, but I got to ask, I'm sure you're going to get this one all the time. So like how many people are like trying to hit you up for a free reading once they find out what you do? Oh, all the time. But I have really strong boundaries and I have to have really strong boundaries with that because if I didn't exert those, then I wouldn't have any money and everyone would just be, you know, getting <laughs> things for free. So it's, so I, you know, it's most common, like if I'm out at a party or, you know, something social and people are like, Oh, I'd love that. I'm like, great. Here's my card. And you can hear the information on how to book is right on my website. <laughs> it's just very clear. And if people are like, I don't want to pay, it's like, fine, that's great. But then I'm not your person, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think it's, it's, it's one of those areas where like everyone enjoys it. It's fun. But I also, even though I enjoy it and I think it can be fun to get a reading, I also view it as something that I take more seriously and it does take a lot of energy for me. So I've really had to create those strong boundaries. And for people that want to connect and either it's out of their budget or they just choose not to do it. It's like, I have so many free and low cost things. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you just want to explore dabble, you know, here's a course, here's my books, you know, here's my podcast where I provide a ton of free information. So I want to be accessible, but yeah, I don't have to, you know, do a reading for everyone if, if they're not able to pay or, or want to, to connect on that level. Right. Right. It's kind of like if I'm in a social gathering and people go, Oh, you do some stand-up comedy. Well, tell me a joke. How funny are you? I'm like, I don't think you can handle my jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, this just... is not a nightclub setting. It's probably not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it, it doesn't feel good. At least I don't feel like it to be like, kind of like you're like, dance monkey dance like <laughs> do uh, right. trick for me. <laughs> it's, it's not a parlor trick exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and i don't I, yeah i don't think a lot of monkeys probably appreciate that either to be honest but but anyway yeah yeah i i uh do tarot card readings mostly for myself and you know i never charge anybody sometimes they do them for other people i've been doing this since like high school and there was uh we were doing a very small gathering at my house when i was in high school and i did a card reading for this guy and the cards were so snarky at him they basically were like you need to ask serious questions in life and all the rest of this and i go okay well what was your question because and he's laughing at himself while that he goes well i was asking if the broncos were going to win this week and it's all <laughs> the cards were the like t- no that's not what like, we're no, about that's not yeah 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 and i feel kind of the same i'm like i'm not gonna mess with these this is like big life stuff we want to look at <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. And it is, it can be fun. Don't get me wrong. And in a way it can be for entertainment, but yeah, but I don't, I want, I only want to connect with people that are, are really approaching it from the place and perspective that I'm where I'm approaching it from. Yeah, totally. Totally. So um, before we get into the tattoos of the day, anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah. You know, we're in such an intense time of shifting and transitions and just want everyone to know it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And things that are coming up 
that are very intense right now for a lot of people, it's just showing areas that we can shift and transition, maybe things we need to let go of. Um, one thing that came up for me in the last week, which is quite interesting, is I used to work in, in, in government and politics, you know, in this lifetime recently, and then I shifted. And I've had some past lives in politics and government, pretty significant past lives. And so even though I'm not working in politics and government, I still have felt very invested in it. And it came up like, okay, it is not going to help anything to check the news feed every 10 minutes about the election results or whatever. Like I need to just like, let that go, you know, step back, do something productive, do something that feels good. So whatever your triggers are, whatever your patterns are, they're showing up really hard right now. And it's important to do things to, first of all, acknowledge, and understand that that's there as a choice and that we all have the option to change these things so that it doesn't have to be so intense for us in the moment. Cool. Excellent. Thank you very much. So now we get to come to one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to talk about the tattoo of the day and you have a tattoo. So tell me all I about do. this. I do. Yeah. So it's, it is tied in with my psychic sort of experience. So when I first started in the psychic work, I would get a lot of what I called psychic attack. And mm -hmm. that is where you feel intense and negative energy from spirit attachments and things like that. And it can lead to physical manifestations, pain, headaches, um, depression, anxiety, you know, heaviness in the chest. It's basically, you know, pretty unpleasant. I'm very telepathic. So a lot of times I would like basically hear kind of intense negative conversations psychically. And I was tuning in about how to shift some of that and feel more protected. And uh, one of the messages that I got was to get pentagrams tattooed on the bottom of my feet. Mm -hmm. Grounding elements. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to do that and I had intended to do both at the same time, both feet, but the tattoo artist basically said, no, I'm only going to do one at a time. I want one of your feet to be like clean without a wound or whatever. And I was like, okay, fair enough. And I fully intended to get the other one done, but I basically, I got the one done. And then I think between that and kind of shifting, I, and then I didn't feel like I had to do the other one. So I ended up having just the one. So I just have this, you know, five pointed star on the bottom of my left foot. Well, there you go. Yep. Yep. I totally agree with that. You know, I've got a grounding element tattoo myself, actually. Oh, do you? What's yours? It's a couple of snakes entwined in like mm -hmm. a, almost like a Celtic knot. Oh, it's cool. right at the back of my right uh, ankle. So, so interesting. You know, yeah. after I, I'd already gotten the tattoo and I was doing some research about this and I learned that this is something that actually the Druids would do. Mm -hmm. They would either draw or in some cases have it tattooed on their palms of their hands and their feet. So I was like, oh, this is so fascinating, you know, but it, there really is a, a power to that. And, and I really did notice a difference after I got it. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So uh, of course, Give us a rundown on how people can get in touch with you. What's the best way to follow you? Sure. So my website for my psychic spiritual work is healingpowers.net. And then I do teach podcasts 
coaching, launching, how to monetize and all that as well. And that is on my website, powershour.biz. And I'm going to be doing another nine-week course for those who want to launch and grow starting in end of January. So that's a powerful thing because it's not just about me and what I offer, but also everyone working together in the group and a lot of incredible connections and relationships are built. And then in terms of social, I'm on Facebook at Healing Powers. I'm on Twitter at that Laura Powers and Instagram at Laura Powers 44. Feel free to reach out, connect with me. And my email is bookings with an S at laurapowers.net. Right. And then you're here in the Denver metro area, basically. Uh, do you work with people across the country as well as far as like individual readings or things like this? Yeah, for small in person, I'm still doing that. Um, but the bulk of my business and the connections that I do are over Zoom most of the time. I can't just do phone for people that just want me to just call. Um, I can also do a FaceTime or Messenger chat, you know, all, lots of different options. Um, and then, yeah, if someone wants to do it via Zoom, for example, they can also have the option of video as well as a recording of that session that they can refer to later. So, yeah, I love to do it. It's funny because I've been primarily via Zoom for about, I think, two years mm. and it's funny because now like before it'd be like zoom and people like kind of nervous about it. now like everyone's on zoom and it's great for me because now it's just so much easier because i don't have to educate people on it it's just like everyone knows it <laughs> great cool well thank you so so much for being on the show again this has been laura powers uh meeting with us today and uh, as my producer always reminds me because I always forget if you liked what you heard please give us a like even better give us a comment if you didn't keep it to yourself and of course you know, click a button follow us and we'll be back next time thank you